Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. I'm Jeffrey from D23. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together we are taking you Inside Disney. Look who's back. Hello, hello. Ain't never had a co-host like me. Okay, that was in my head going in a different direction. (laughs) (laughs) Melodically. Hi, everybody. It's beautiful. Grammy-worthy even. Thank you, thank Hmm. you. So, Tony, we missed you. What have you been up to? Oh, my gosh. I have to. Well, Sherry will enjoy this one. I finally got to watch Turning Red. This (gasps) is Yay! And I know we are are very anti-spoiler here, but I have to say... I did cry at the end, which means it's a 10 out of 10 Pixar. Highly recommend. Definitely. Nice. So, 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 so good. That soundtrack also slaps. Just listening to it. (laughs) Well, nothing like a a cute, cuddly panda to get you crying. But speaking of cuddly, furry friends, we are talking Earth Month coming up in the pod with Dr. Mark Penning. He's the VP of Disney's Animals, Science, and Environment. So fun. I know that there's a lot for guests packed into Earth Month, but the animals get into the action too, you guys. So I'm very excited Mm. to talk about that with him. Mm -hmm. Mm. And tigers rolling in perfume. Very that, Jeffrey. Very that. (laughs) I mean, come for the Earth Day, stay for the tigers rolling in perfume. Sherry, what about you? That should be our new slogan. Yeah, there you Um, go. (laughs) I got to stay tight-lipped about this, but I'll give you a tease. I got to watch a film that is not yet released mm. and that is all i can say Ooh. although tony and jeffrey you can see them smiling so maybe that's a oh. little hint i'm narrowing, okay. narrowing this down to about five titles in my head <laughs> <laughs> i think i yeah i'm sure it's one of those but more to come i will say more as soon as i can but yeah a lot of exciting disney Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, Nat Geo. I'm just going to name all of the brands. A lot of titles are in the pipeline. So it's one of those. <laughs> okay. Well, very you. happy for you, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you. I feel very smug. <laughs> okay, Jeffrey, I'm sure you have more you can actually share about what you've been up to this past week. Last weekend, I went to Bob Baker Marionette in downtown LA with uh, my friends Tanani and Carly. So fun. Ah, love Bob Baker. It was so cool. Bob Baker, master puppeteer, incredible with marionettes. He did pass away several years ago, but his incredible work lives on through his marionette theater in downtown LA. And Bob actually created a lot of Disney puppets for merchandising and things, as well as for things in our parks. It's amazing his resume of Disney work. And they had this great, great exhibit of some of his classic figures. And I would say at least a third of them were Disney, which was really cool to see the detail and everything. Various Mickeys through the years, like three different sizes of Pinocchio. I did post some of them on my socials if people want to look, but really amazing and just what an incredible talent. And also, you know what, I want to give a shout out, got a few messages on the socials this week and really wanted to thank Rex Garrett, Jill Jones, and Becky Malik, all of whom said really kind things about the show. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And maybe we should get to some news. Well, first up, Tony, I know we've been watching Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. 
love it. Love that Oscar Isaac. So incredibly talented. And now guess who actually want to see Moon Knight go from their screens to real life can go head to Avengers Campus at Disneyland where Mr. Knight is there for meet and greet and looks great. It's, it's Mr. Knight, the mild mannered Stephen Grant's sharp dressed version of the avatar of the Egyptian moon god. So meeting folks at Avengers headquarters head there. I mean, of course, Sherry, you and I were lucky enough to meet both Spider-Man and Iron Man when we were there. Those character encounters are so much fun. They do such a great job. So you can read more about it at marvel.com if you're interested. So fun. Well, next up, it's going to be a sizzling summer, if I do say so myself. (laughs) Exactly like that. On ABC, the network has finally unveiled its summer slate of unscripted series specials and renewals. So I'm going to name a few just right here. Some of the new specials include The Great American Tag Sale with Martha Stewart. So fun. I do like her. Right? Mm -hmm. And The American Rescue Dog Show. Sherry, I'm looking at you here. Um, (gasps) (laughs) New series include The Generation Gap, The Final Straw, and Claim to Fame. Returning this summer. Wait, wait, Tony. We like, you can't like, like a new series with two of the Jonases, like let's, you know, two Jonas brothers. LOL, Jeffrey, how could I forget? Kevin and Frankie Jonas are hosting this new series. My bad. (laughs) Returning this summer, $100,000 Pyramid with my pal, Michael Strahan. Judge Steve Harvey was also renewed for season two and Bachelor Nation, listen up. You'll be happy to know that Bachelor in Paradise has been picked up for season eight. A list of all these shows, including their premiere dates, you guys are at abc.com. Nice, nice. Well, coming up also this summer, we've talked about it a few times now, Star Wars Celebration, coming to the Anaheim Convention Center May 26th through the 29th. Very exciting. They keep announcing more talent, more panels, more excitement. New to the lineup, Katie Sackhoff, who is Bo-Katan in both Star Wars The Clone Wars and live action in Mandalorian Season 2. Carl Weathers from Mandalorian. Ah, Love love him. him. Dee Bradley Baker, he was good friends with our pal. Ashley Eckstein. He's a voice on both Star Wars The Bad Batch and Star Wars Clone Wars. So many more incredible names. And they announced this massive, massive panel on May 26th, where they're going to be looking at Lucasfilm's current crop of live action series with the filmmakers mm-hmm. who are going to be there with some special guests. So get ready for Obi-Wan Kenobi and or and The Mandalorian. Saturday, you've got John Favreau and Dave Filoni. The 29th, there's a whole Bad Batch panel. So much stuff coming. You can get all of the details at StarWarsCelebration.com. And as we already know, our good pal Ashley is already going to be there. So what are you waiting for? Truly, truly. Well, for Star Wars fans who just can't wait until May, Lego (laughs) Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga game is here now, everybody. It's available on Xbox, PlayStation 5 and 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. The game includes, get this, over 300 characters. I'm not a big gamer, but I feel like 300 characters to choose from is pretty impressive. So (laughs) the game trailer and more at StarWars.com. Lots of Star Wars news this episode. Nice. Well, back here on Earth, dust off your sequins, <laughs> my friends, and strap on those dancing shoes. Or if you're like me, leave your baggy sweats on and hop on the couch. <laughs> because Dancing with the Stars is coming to Disney Plus this fall. Woohoo! So cool. 
I know. I'm so excited. So after 30 whole seasons on ABC, it's moving to Disney Plus, which means this is the first live series to debut on the streaming service. So Very cool. exciting. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And from dancing shoes to sick kicks, the Disney oh. Plus original movie Sneakerella has a new trailer and a new poster. Check out the trailer on Disney Plus YouTube. This is the pop slash hip hop musical set in New York, puts a fun little twist on the Cinderella fairy tale that we know and love, starring Chosen Jacobs, Lexi Underwood, and John Sally, and it starts streaming May 13th, so soon. Well, coming to Disney Plus, a little further down the road, we've been excited, we've been talking about it, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the new epic adventure coming to Disney Plus. They have cast the lead, Percy has been cast, Walker Scobell, is going to be playing the 12-year-old modern demigod, Percy Jackson. The book series, incredibly popular. And the series goes into production this summer. Cannot wait to see this when it comes out. And Walker, I saw him in a film recently, and I thought he was terrific. So can't wait to see him in action. Nice. Well, in more Disney Plus news, the lovely and talented Justin Bartha is joining the Disney Plus original series National Treasure. Woohoo! Yay! He is nice. reprising his role of Riley Poole, returning to guest star on the series, and will be joining the recently announced Catherine Zeta Jones on the show. But you can check Justin out now on FX's Atlanta. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that's music to my ears. <gasps> And you know what else is music to my ears? Five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. Remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And in honor of the Easter holiday, we have movies and shows themed to bunnies and eggs and our furry friends. Sherry, what's up first? Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the 1988 classic starring Bob Hoskins, Christopher Lloyd, and the voice of Kathleen Turner. You guys, this movie is such a hoot and also like really looks great. That technology, the live action animation combo really holds up quite a film. Indeed. And Winnie the Pooh. Who doesn't love (laughs) Winnie the Pooh and Owl and Piglet and all of them? The 2011 film streaming on Disney+. Plus. And next up on our list, we've got Ice Age, The Great Eggscapade. Woo woo. Oh. Uh, starring, of course, the voices of John Leguizamo and Ray Romano. And then get out the tissues because it's time for Bambi. It's about an adorable deer and a bunny and a skunk and a beautiful doe named Failing. There we go. <laughs> and finally, why not cap off the weekend and celebrate Earth Month a bit by watching Zootopia? All again, streaming on the Disney Plus. Well, on to today's guest, who we loved so much when we chatted with him. So we brought him back to talk all things adorable animals and Earth Month. Please welcome VP of Disney's Animal Science and Environment, Dr. Mark Penning. Welcome back. (laughs) Lovely to see you all. Thank you so much. It's fantastic to see you again and uh, to be able to chat. A hundred percent. Yes. We had such a great time. It feels like a million years ago. Doesn't it? (laughs) So can you tell us what's the intention behind Disney Planet Possible and how does it relate to the parks? Oh, that's a great way to start us off. So thank you for that, Jeff. So 
when we think about Disney, we're really all about storytelling, right? But not just any story. We love bringing joy to people. We love laughter and optimism and joy. And I like to think perhaps even above all hope. And that's why I love this Disney Planet Possible framework that has been developed because it gives us a framework to tell stories of hope and to share, you know, magical stories about nature and beautiful places around the world, amazing animals, but in the framework of picture what's possible. You know, if we can study and work with these amazing creatures that we have here at Disney's Animal Kingdom, imagine how much good we can do with those species in the wild and protecting them in their own habitats out there. I love this. I think Disney Planet Possible is exciting and perfect for us to launch this at Earth Month. Mm, Love that. Well, throughout the month, Disney Parks are offering unique experiences that celebrate the wonder of nature and even have adventures for adventurers of all ages to enjoy. (laughs) Dr. Mark, what are some specific ways guests can get involved when they're visiting our parks? Yeah, I think guests will experience a number of new things that you get to see through Earth Month as part of our celebration. You know, we've always got our amazing animals and you'll see, for example, our three rhinos, young rhinos that have been born, you know, recently and have joined the crash, which is just amazing to get to see. You'll have our amazing cast members, of course, who tell just wonderful stories about these animals and where they are from. So our guests will be able to enjoy some specialty merchandise for sale. There will be some wonderful drinks and very creative culinary treats that the team comes up with each year to celebrate the magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom and the magic of nature. Mm. Can you talk a bit about how Disney's Animal Kingdom in particular is supporting Planet Possible? We want our guests to all understand how beautiful and magical this planet is and inspire all of them to go home and think about what they've learned at Animal Kingdom and, you know, hopefully create backyard habitats for animals or contribute to a conservation cause or to think about where their waste goes and how much waste they generate or think about how much power they're using and turn down the AC a little bit or you know just these little things that all of us can do when all of us do just a tiny little bit it adds up into a giant contribution to protecting nature and protecting wildlife. Mm. So how are cast members being empowered to take part in the initiative? That's a great question. Through our volunteers team, there are some incredible opportunities for everybody to participate in, uh, no matter where you are located as a cast member. There's everything from beach cleanups to spring festivals and tree restorations. And here's, you know, again, tying into being inspirational and sharing what is possible out there and imagining what's possible. We're encouraging our cast members to take a picture of what inspires them and then post that using uh, hashtag Disney Planet Possible. And let's get all these, you know, positive and exciting magical images out there. Because let's be honest, the last couple of years have been quite challenging for people, right? Mm -hmm. And 
you know, coming through a pandemic and there's just so much gloomy news on right now. And, and I just feel the world needs some hope. And we as Disney are such great storytellers. Our cast members are so wonderfully adept at inspiring people. And so we'd like folks to go out there and take those pictures, get them up there on hashtag Disney Planet Possible and let's imagine what's possible. I love that. I could not agree more. And there's such a spectacular lineup for the entire month, but you have to tell us, read us in on how are Disney parks celebrating Earth Day this year? So for Earth Day itself, I am delighted to say that our parks around the globe are all doing something to help their guests get inspired by nature. We know that at Disneyland Resort in California, our cast have created pieces of art from reused, repurposed items. And these are environmentally friendly masterpieces that our guests Mm. can view at the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail at Disney's California Adventure. So keep an eye out for that. The Disneyland Resort hotels are doing a variety of themed activities for the guests to enjoy. And of course, they can test their environmental knowledge on the Play Disney Parks app that will be for the week of April 22nd through 28th. And then uh, Disneyland Paris, you know, our partners in Paris always do something special there. And our guests this year are going to be able to journey through the beauty and wonder of the National Geographic show, Symphony for Our World. And we're pretty excited about that. That's a special edition for Disneyland Paris. And it'll be the very first time in a Disney park at the studio theater. So keep an eye out for that one. So special things happening at Disney's Animal Kingdom as well, of course. We got so many amazing animals to show you and wonderful people to tell you those stories. Mm. Wow. Okay, so we've talked about things that the humans can enjoy at Disney parks. Will you do anything special for the animals on Earth Day at Disney's Animal Kingdom? It's such a funny question, isn't it? Because, you know, we always do that. Our cast members (laughs) are so creative and they always come up with something that will make that space where our animals live really engaging and exciting. You know, they try and stimulate exploratory behavior. So our animals have to sniff things out. They have to go and find their little treats or they have to break things open to go and locate them. And it keeps them busy for hours and hours. So uh, (laughs) one of the great examples I love is our tigers, believe it or not, love perfume and who would have thought um, when we take an old bottle of perfume and honestly the stinkier the better and spray (laughs) it onto you know patches of grass or some of the reeds you'll have those tigers rolling around in it and purring and just having (laughs) the best time oh my god that sounds just like what i do when You know, we love to make mud wallows, for example, for our rhinos. Now, just imagine we've got this crash of eight rhinos, three little youngsters, all playing with each other and rolling about in this massive mud pool. You know, we love doing things like that just to, you know, uh, give our animals something a little different and a little new that, uh, that keeps them occupied. So fun. 
Mm, I love it. Funny, uh, I had the the pleasure of going to Animal Kingdom and being on the Kilimanjaro Safaris with our producer Bruce uh -huh. on uh, the 50th anniversary, and it was very fun. There were all sorts of little 50th things all around that the animals. It, it was just so fun. It, I just love that you guys do that, and the team, the animal care teams, do that. It's so much fun. Yeah, nutrition team, you know, likes to, you know, we've got an incredible team and they're bringing out around about eight or 9,000 pounds of food each day for our animals and that, you know, they prepare 2000 very, very specific diets down to the last two grams, you know, so this is a very wow. scientifically intensive exercise. You know, we love the blend of art and science, you know, so we know exactly what nutritional content each of the, our animals needs, but on an occasion like Earth Day, the team goes to so much trouble to spruce it up with something really different, you know, different mm -hmm. colors and textures and just new things. And they're amazing at what they come up with. And of course, then we film our animals doing what they do. And we learn from how much they appreciate it. And we know what to try again next year and what didn't work so well, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it reminds me of just seeing those videos of a cat and you pop a cucumber behind him and he, you know, ah! and, and runs away. <laughs> we don't want our animals doing that, you know. So, yeah, we've got photos of our animals rolling around in the grass and doing all sorts of wonderful things because they just like the uh, experiences that we provide for them. That's amazing. Amazing. Switching from animals to the environment, construction is about to begin on two new solar arrays. That's right. How are they going to reduce Disney World's carbon footprint in our Central Florida community and beyond? And more importantly, will they be Mickey-shaped? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic question. So we're very excited about these, of course. So the answer is no, they won't be Mickey shaped. The reason is they're just too big, mm. but we have two arrays already. Of course, the very famous Mickey one, we have a second array. And with the addition of these two, we're going to be producing enough energy to run all of Walt Disney World while the sun is shining at its peak period. Okay, so wow. we have to be careful to say we're not going to be 100% reliant on solar because once the sun goes down or it's a cloudy day, of course, we're drawing other forms of energy. But it is going to reduce our draw on other forms of energy by 40%, which is just extraordinary. We're very excited. And that should be up and running in January 2023. Love that. Come on, Sunshine State. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, uh, the Sunshine State tends to have quite a lot of cloud in the afternoons, which isn't <laughs> ideal, but we certainly love our Mickey array. And, you know, there's another just off 429 that guests can see if they're coming into Walt Disney World from that side. And of course, the two new arrays, gosh, we're really excited about this. It just shows you that the company is taking its environmental responsibilities very seriously. And that makes me personally feel very, very proud to work for this company. Absolutely. Well, we couldn't go without asking you about our fur babies <laughs> at the park. So Dr. Mart, you know, there have been many animals born this year. We bring every announcement here on the pod from two white rhinos named Milo and Logan to a hippo named Greta, not to mention a bunch of cute Nigerian dwarf goats. How are all these furry bundles of joys adjusting to life at Kilimanjaro safaris? 
They are doing fabulously well, and thank you for asking. You know, it's a lovely season. The animals love spring. Interestingly, they love it when it gets cold, but not too cold. When we get through the winter and into spring, you definitely feel a buzz. You know, the animals are all buzzing and just you get a sense that there's excitement in the air, you know, which is wonderful, especially early in the mornings. So our babies are doing very, very nicely. Three rhinos now all together, the little youngsters. So uh, if you include Ranger, so Ranger was born a little bit earlier. He was born in October 2020, but uh, the three of them are fairly close in size. And of course, that means they're great playmates. We're also celebrating some of our really special animals. You know, one of our opening day animals is Gino, who's our very famous silverback gorilla. Mm. He is just such a wonderful ambassador for gorillas. He's such a good dad. He's so good with his family and how he protects them, how he helps to raise the youngsters and takes care of them and plays with them. It's wonderful. It really is to watch him, you know, the way he plays it, even with the tiniest little youngsters. So we're very proud of him. He's getting on in years now is Gino, and he's certainly not physically at his strongest anymore. But, you know, he's one of the first gorillas in the world that actually allowed the folks caring for him to do cardiac ultrasounds on him voluntarily. You know, gorillas, you think of a, a gorilla as this huge big beast, you know, with this massive chest. Well, interestingly, they have cardiac issues similar to humans, you know, where, where you get you know, your arteries clogged up and, and that sort of thing. So it really helps the animal care team to do cardiac ultrasound on a regular basis on all our male gorillas to see how their hearts are doing. And it helps us with deciding on diet and medications and all those things. So how do you do that? You know, you don't want to have to uh, sedate or even anesthetize an animal to do something like that. That's a inherently, you know, procedure with some inherent risk so Gino does it completely voluntarily he very happily mm. positions himself with his giant arms out and we are able to put a probe onto his chest and all he asks us for in return is to give him some grapes his favorite oh. grapes and he takes them one by one and he looks intently at whoever is is doing the procedure and he's kind of learned you know this is cool doesn't bother him at all it's not painful at all that kind of training actually helps our team to do blood samples and take his blood pressure and we can brush his teeth and even give him an injection if he has some kind of ailment and needs an antibiotic or something like that so it's just a testament to our amazing team of animal care professionals who can train such a big and potentially dangerous animal to just participate in all of these medical procedures. It just shows you the extremely high level of trust that the animals develop with their carers. So Gina is one of our VIP animals and a very special one to all of us. Aww. So much care taken for the animals. Oh, I love it. Well, Dr. Mark, this might be like picking your favorite child or for me, picking my favorite park snack, but do you have a favorite animal at Disney's Animal Kingdom? Oh my goodness, Yo, that's a, a, such a difficult one. You know, I would have to say that Gino definitely stands out as a sort of elder statesman. I just have so much respect for him and for the way that he 
looks after his family. I, I would say Gina has to be one of those, but my goodness, it's so difficult. You know, we have just the most amazing creatures here and so many have got such special stories. I think of an elephant named Donna who came to us from a circus that was abandoned and the mm. folks just left their animals behind. She had a really sad story when she was rescued, she was the only one still alive and she was ultimately brought over to us at Animal Kingdom to form a family group and she has settled in so beautifully and has done so well that she's had offspring here with us and you know it's just the most heartwarming thing to hear of her story and then see her here doing so well in a social group that she enjoys and she thrives in to the extent that you know she's raised her own offspring into that same environment and again it's just testament to an amazing group of people who take such great care of all of these animals we're very lucky well well speaking of those great people i'm curious when the park was closed for a few months shortly after we last <laughs> interviewed you yes did the animals continue on their normal routines like going out into the safari all at the same time even yes. though there weren't guests yes that's a great question you know and we saw different species respond slightly differently so for some of them everybody you know they did what they normally do right they like to be out there you know, we like to think of our animals having air-conditioned bedrooms that they can retire to and rest. You know, we like to give them choice. And if they want to go out there and enjoy what's out, the long grass and the shade and all that, they go. That's what we want them to do. But what we found really interesting was some of the animals missed the guests, right? Some of them get a lot of enrichment from the guests. The gorillas, for example, were very distressed. It's almost as if their giant television had been turned off. Off, you know, <laughs> they have to go and find, find enjoyment and entertainment somewhere else. So we watched Lily, one of our gorillas, who, when there are guests at the window, she'll put a bag over her head and then roll down the hill. And then she takes a bag off and, and she can see everybody cracking up and thinking, this is so funny. And she'll go up and do it again, you know. So she gets a real sense of enjoyment out of performing for these people it's just you know she's just doing her thing and so we found that when there were no guests there I would say they got bored and they were very happy when guests came back in and you know they immediately all congregated at the window and that connection was really interesting to us but of course for the animals out on safari I don't think you know they couldn't really care whether there are people out there or not you know they just want to eat grass and mosey around and do their thing you know different responses from different animals. Well, Dr. Mark, as our listeners know, I have been lobbying since we last met you for the next baby animal to be named some mashup of our names. So just want to get your thoughts. How about chitonery? Rolls off the tongue. It does indeed. Now, what <laughs> kind of animal would that be? This is the question. Ooh, that's a great Probably an extinct question. one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably something that is a lot of fun and is very boisterous and agile. So that would have to be, you know, a gibbon or something like Ooh, that, right? So yes, we'll work on that for you and we'll let you know. Oh, perfect. <laughs> All right. They do seem like very giddy and optimistic creatures. So well, there we go. Exactly. We'll exactly. 
Well, Dr. Mark, here we are at the end of our time together with you for this episode. We, we end every interview by asking our guests the same question. I know you've answered it before, but for the sake of possibly having any new memories that come to mind, what is your favorite Disney memory? Goodness me, that's a difficult one because we have so many wonderful uh, things going on here. Favorite Disney memory, I think, is probably when we had Jane Goodall visit us here at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and we had a wonderful conversation about how well our animals are doing. And of course, we hold Dr. Jane in very high esteem, and she is obviously one of the most famous you know, biologists of all time. She made a very interesting statement. She was asked about where she would choose to live if she was a gorilla. And she said if she could live anywhere in the world, she would choose Disney's Animal Kingdom because that is where gorillas get the best care. And she said very pointedly, she wouldn't choose to live in the wild as a gorilla because the wild is no longer a safe place for gorillas. Mm. And that's a very poignant statement, isn't it? So we're here to give people messages of inspiration and hope because imagine if gorillas could be safe in their natural habitat and imagine what's possible if we can keep them here safely and successfully what can we do in Africa in their natural environment how can we protect them better because that's our Disney magic is we tell great stories and hopefully these stories inspire people to take better care of wild places could not have said it better myself I cannot think of a more beautiful way to end this. And what a testament to the great work of you and all of the fabulous people who take care of the animals, Disney's Animal Kingdom. So Dr. Mark, thank you so much for being here. Congratulations on Planet Possible. Have a very happy Earth Month and Earth Day. And we look mm. forward to hopefully seeing you again here very soon. Oh, and we've got to plug your Instagram, Dr. Mark oh. at Disney. If you're not yes, following yes. him already, yes. give him a follow. It's the best. <laughs> I'm also now looking at photos of Gibbons. Oh, yeah, they're adorable. <laughs> so fierce, cuddly, and cute. So that was great, Dr. Mark. We'll let you know. Sher Sherry's Lovely. got the cuddly part. Tony, you're the cute part, and I'm just fierce. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, folks. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I look forward to catching up with you again. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Mark. Thank you. You guys, I still cannot get over the tiger perfume that story. Like, that's <laughs> just amazing. And we're Gibbons. I kind of like Gibbons. Me I know, too. right? What They're very choice. adorable. Uh, love it. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, use that hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.